You're listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Mod Advisor and are able to give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. It's going to be a great year in 2022 at Florida Risk Partners now that IPFS is in the game with their total pay strategy, we can write excess and surplus lines and completely remove the agency bill from our agency. People, if you're not using total pay by IPFS, you're definitely leaving money on the table. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Having partners like Mineral only bolsters the fact that your clients do not care about the insurance. It's all of the value that you're able to add. And with partners like Mineral, who can help with both HR and environmental health and safety, we can't help but win. This is Power Producers Shop Talk. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Power Producer Shop Talk. And today I'm going to do something a little bit different than I normally do. And I am going to talk about Producers in Paradise, the annual event that we have in Key West for all of the members of Killing Commercial. But I'm not going to talk about the event to try and rub it in that you weren't there and we were. I mean, that's obvious, right? Key West is a great place to have an event. But I want to talk about the producer mindset a little bit and what we learned specifically from both Josh Braun as well as Christos Bravistilis. And I want to talk about something I think that's really, really important that Josh brought up. And, you know, if you don't follow Josh Braun on LinkedIn, you absolutely should. He is the Zen master of sales, in my opinion, has all kinds of great ideas from outside the industry that I think are very applicable to each and every one of us as we go about our jobs every day. But the Key West event itself is special in that it is not a normal conference. And I think it's important for everybody listening to understand the architecture of that before we get into the lessons learned or the lessons that should be learned. So let's talk about it just really quickly. You know, I mention this all the time. I don't take sponsors on this podcast. I take money that is offered for sponsorship only when it benefits the good of my community. And that is why Producers in Paradise does not cost any of the agents who attend for their attendance. It's basically paid for by the people that we have sponsorship arrangements with over the course of the entire year. So unlike other conferences, it's free. Got to pay for your hotel. Got to pay to get there. But once you get there, it's largely of no additional cost. And we kick off the weekend with a sunset cruise so that everybody can get to know each other in an informal environment, both sponsors and attendees as well. Well, actually, sponsors are attendees, so all of the attendees can get to know each other. And we cruise around Key West as the sun sets for a couple of hours, and then we head back and relationships are already being formed. People are starting to make new friends. They're getting to know each other and deciding who they want to learn from over the course of the weekend. And that night, it's free for all after the sunset cruise. People can go do whatever they want. The next day on Friday, and also on Saturday, 
we have our time together. And our time together is different than what you experience in other places. See, I go to these conferences where I speak and even the ones that I attend. And every time I turn around, I hear people saying the exact same thing. The content was good. The speakers were good. The breakout sessions were good. But what I really wanted was more time, more time in the hallways, more time in the lobby so that people could talk to each other and learn from their experiences. And when I decided I was going to do Producers in Paradise and kind of make it an official thing, I decided that's what I wanted. And so Producers in Paradise kicks off every single year in our meetings with the same thing. It's an open mic that I hand around and everybody says who they are, where they're from, one thing they're really good at, and one thing they really need help with. And what this does is it allows everybody else in the room to see who they can help and who can help them so that when we have our free time over the next couple of days, they can partner with those people. We meet from 11 to 3, only four hours each of those two days, Friday and Saturday. And every hour and minute after that is networking and devoted to those conversations that we simply don't have the time for when we attend a regular conference. And so I like it for that reason. I like it because it focuses on the one-on-one and the small group connection and the relationships that are being built. That's what's the most important to me. And then on Sunday, in a symbolic way, we have an offshore fishing trip. And this year, we took 10 center console fishing boats out to go deep sea fishing. and. For those people who don't want to go fishing, we have an eco-tour. And the eco-tour takes you to sandbars and snorkeling, and it's a less volatile and more predictable outcome than what fishing is. And the reason I do that is because many people who come to Key West are coming for the first time. Many of those people have not gone fishing in the ocean before, and they certainly haven't gone offshore. So I want to give them a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience that they may never get to do again, something memorable. But more importantly, it's symbolic of what we do every day. We go out and we go into the great big ocean of prospects and we throw our bait out and we troll and we hope we get a couple of bites and we hope we set the hook and we hope that we bring it in. But none of that is guaranteed. It's 100% based off of a lot of things, not just the fact that we get in a boat and go out. See, if somebody were to expect to get in a boat and go out and automatically catch fish, where would the sport in that be? That wouldn't be fun for anybody. The truth is, fishing is a lot like what we do every day. And so I wanted to have the fishing trip specifically for that reason. But more importantly is the dinner we have that is the capstone to the weekend. And that is when we cook the fish that we catch and we feed everybody with it. Also symbolic very much of what we do with our families and our agencies every single day. I have to say that I feel like the messaging that we got from Josh Braun and Christos Provistilis was very, very good. I also have to say that I think that some of it fell on deaf ears. Uh, I feel like producers heard a great message and then never applied it, like when they really could have applied it instantly. So before we get much further into my thoughts, I want you to hear specifically one of the most powerful vignettes from Josh Braun's presentation at Producers in Paradise in Key West in 23. When Josh is done, I'm going to come back 
and offer my comments. Listen to Josh. Okay. What what made that so what made that so cringeworthy? Okay. What made that what made that so cringe? What was it that he was doing? Just putting words in his mouth. Was he listening? He was talking. He was attached to what? The outcome. Because it's not his fault. He was trained that way. When you're attached to the outcome, that's what you sound like. And Dave talked a little bit about this because your thoughts or your intent drives what comes out of your mouth. Your thoughts control your behavior. And most people are not even aware of their thoughts. They're on autopilot. If you wonder why you're in a bad mood all day, it's probably because you're having some weird thoughts that you might not even be aware of. It's the same thing with selling. If your intent is, I got to hold on to this customer, that's what you sound like. If your intent when you call a prospect is, I got to book a meeting, that's what you sound like. Because your thoughts affect your behavior. So, this is what happens. Someone says that selling grass-fed beef calls a prospect. They say, I'm a vegan. And the salesperson whose intent is to overcome the objection says, I understand many people felt that way. But what they found was blank. And then they say, want to buy some beef. <laughs> if you take nothing out of this workshop today, don't sell meat to vegans. <laughs> Find meat eaters. You're for someone, but you're not for everyone. The same intent, your intent is to push and to get a meeting or a sale, the same words come out of your mouth, the same results happen, prospects ghost you. In the case of me, take three years to let you know you're not gonna close. And more importantly, the same debilitating feeling of rejection when you get no, because you're attaching your self-worth or your happiness to a result that you don't really control. You control it a little bit, but you don't control how people respond when you open your mouth. The shift from attached, from detached, no, attached to detached. Instead of being attached on the outcome, detached. What does that exactly mean? Well, let me show you another clip. This is what it sounds like, again, to be detached. So we saw what attached looks like. Let's look at what detached sounds like. It's a mindset, it's a philosophy, it's a vibe. So this is a little clip from Seinfeld that I think embodies what it means to be detached from the outcome. Let me play the clip. Jerry. Yes. Well, I don't think we should see each other. There's lots of people out there that could potentially use your service. And when you're attached to one, you end up sounding needy and manipulative and gross. So the idea here is to lean back. How do you do this? You simply break the terrible habit of trying to close people. You have been taught that your job is to close people. 
And what I'm suggesting is to not close people. What I'm suggesting is to adopt the mindset of a surfer. Surfers don't see waves as good or bad. Waves are part of the same experience. They don't control waves coming and going. They only control how they surf. When a wave hits them and knocks them down, they don't say, that wave was terrible to me. They just get up and they surf the next wave. So what we're going to do is adopt a new mantra. You might want to take a picture of this because we're going to repeat it just a little bit. In case you're not familiar with mantras, they can change how your brain is wired. So if your intent is to attach to the outcome and you want to detach, sometimes a mantra can help. I wrote this mantra about seven years ago, and I say it to myself still every day. It's very short. It doesn't have to be the exact same mantra. You can make it your own, but this will rewire your neurons. Here it is. It's not my job to talk people into buying. Let's just try this real quick. This might feel really, really weird. And I promise I'm going somewhere with this. But let's just on the count of three, in a quiet voice, just say, it's not my job to talk people into buying. One, two, three. My job is to illuminate a potential problem so prospects can determine if they'd like to continue the conversation. Some will, some won't. My role is to listen and be curious without having expectations. You see the word potential problem? And by the way, every word is deliberate. I've been honing this for seven years. Why do you think I put the word potential in there rather than just problem? You don't know the problem. You have a hypothesis, but you don't actually know until you have a conversation. I know you guys can save people because I've talked to David and watched his videos. Hundreds of thousands of dollars on their insurance. I know people are overpaying 80% or 70% or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter if the prospect doesn't feel that's a problem. The prospect has to say it's a problem, not you. So that's why I say potential. Of course we believe in what we're selling. Of course we have a hypothesis, but we don't get to control if it's an actual problem. Notice what else I'm saying. Some will, some won't. We don't have to win everybody. I got a call last week from someone who had an idea to optimize my website to squeeze people after they bailed on their shopping cart. <laughs> Maybe it would work, but I don't want to squeeze people. I don't need every last drop of revenue from my website. That's important to some people. They want, they're called maximizers. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not a maximizer. I'm like, it's good enough. I don't want to ruin the experience for people. So it's a problem, but not a problem for me. Now look at this last one. Without having expectations. If you go on vacation, and you have an expectation that the vacation is going to be perfect in every way, you are going to be sorely disappointed and upset when something goes wrong, and something always goes wrong. I'll tell you a quick story. Actually, you know what? I'm not ready for that story yet. I'm going to wait on that story. You want to hear it now? Or you, want, you want to hear it now? You want to hear it now? This is a tough one. Two weeks ago, I'm at the dog park. A guy steps in dog poop, and he loses his mind. 
He is screaming to try to find the owner of the dog that pooped on the grass. Now, here's the problem. He doesn't think a dog park has poop. The nature of a dog park is poop. If you go to a dog park expecting there to be no poop, you're going to be shortly disappointed. But if you know that the nature of the action, in this case the dog park, is poop, you will not be disappointed because you will move in harmony with the thing. If you go to a family-friendly restaurant as a couple, you want a romantic dinner, you are going to be disappointed if there are kids screaming around and running and parents not doing anything about it. But that's the nature of a family-friendly restaurant. When we move against the nature of things, we get out of sync. So when I say without having expectations, literally no expectations. I have no idea. I'm coming at this like a scientist. I'm thinking like a scientist, not a salesperson. See, when Josh talks about detaching from the outcome, it means you need to know what you're getting into to begin with. See, when we pick up the phone to dial, we know that the outcome could be we get hung up on. We know the outcome could be no. We also know that the outcome could be yes. And that's why we can continue to do that and do it every single day. Well, the outcome in sales is possible no. The outcome in sales is possible rejection. But what is the outcome of the fishing trip? It's exactly the same. See, we go out into the sales world and we can prepare as much as we want. We can take all the training we want. We can have the best software, the best tools. Just like in fishing, we can have the best tackle, the best electronics, the best boat. But what we can't control is the environment. Just like agents can't control a hard market, just like agents can't control reinsurance, just like agents can't control how someone buys if they're a price buyer, fishing's exactly the same. We can't control whether or not we're going to get great bait when we throw the cast nets out. We can't control whether or not those fish are going to like the way we present that bait to them and ultimately take a bite out of it and end up on our hook and subsequently our dinner plate. And most importantly, we have no control over the environment. We have no control over the weather. So when Josh talks about somebody going to a dog park and getting upset because there's dog poop there, isn't that kind of the same as taking a group of agents and producers out on 10 center console boats only to find out? that a subset of them are upset and pissed off they didn't catch any fish? How is it not any diff How's it any different? See, what happened is we ended up in weather that was not perfectly flat. Here's a newsflash. That's why I warned everybody that fishing was not going to be for the faint of heart for the months leading up to this year, same as last year. And that if you're someone who feels you might get seasick or you're someone who needs facilities more than a Home Depot bucket on the boat, then probably should consider the eco tour or maybe make it a spa day in Key West. But we had people that came on the boats and did not heed those warnings or did not take them as seriously as they should. That is no different than a prospect throwing up red flag after red flag after red flag saying, I don't care about insurance. I don't care about risk management. I only buy on price. I let a 10 agent shop us. And then they go and they engage with the prospect and they work their tails off for free and get nothing out of it. And then they are upset. Why? 
that's literally the outcome you should be detaching from. You knew all of that and you chose to go in, but you went in knowing these are the things that could happen, but yet you get upset when they do. When you take a group of people out and they're in one to two foot swells, that's actually really good weather for fishing offshore. That's actually about what should be expected. But yet, when I got to the dinner Sunday night, I had multiple people approach me saying, David, you should get rid of the captain. You should fire this person. You should fire that person. Don't use them next year. We didn't get any fish at all on our boat. And in fact, we came in early because people were getting sick and didn't feel well. Detach from the outcome much? See, here's the thing. If we knew that the weather could have one to two foot swells, which is perfectly reasonable for that time of year. And by the way, the hyperbole that I heard from agents, I had multiple people say, oh, it was eight to 10 feet out there. I can't believe it. It is a disaster on the seas today. Maybe next year I'll take the eco tour. You know what? Eco tour had swells too. Just not that bad because they weren't offshore. But you knew that. You were warned about that. You knew all of this was a possibility, and yet what happens? We want to blame somebody else because we didn't get fish or we didn't have a good time when we were equipped with the information that would tell us whether or not we would have a good time ahead of time. And I'm not here to throw off on anybody at all. By all means, people are entitled to their opinion. However, I have a very difficult time understanding how on a Friday we can hear a message about detaching from the outcome and post on social about how impactful that message was and how we need to listen to it and adhere to it on a daily basis. And then two days later, we're caught up in the outcome. See, that's the beauty of having the fishing trip, though. It's about the community. It's about how we make each other stronger. It's about how some people are going to have to hear that message three, four, five times before it resonates with them that maybe the outcome isn't the issue. Maybe my mindset is the issue. Maybe I shouldn't cling so hard to wanting to get a trophy billfish when in reality, I just need to focus on the fact I'm on a boat with four or five of my peers that I only get to see a few times a year and can have meaningful conversation about how to make my business better. It can go from catching a lot of fish to catching no fish, but we're not here to catch the physical fish. While we're on a trip, we're here to reap the bounty of the relationships that we have laid out the bait for. And those people that have taken that bait and wanted to be part of our lives and help us in our professional careers and the reciprocity we can give them for the same. But instead, we missed the point. We missed the point of the trip. We missed the point of all the information given ahead of time. And we missed the point about detaching from the outcome. See, if you go into a situation and you know the outcome could be negative and that's all you focus on, you're destined to lose from the very beginning. So the biggest lesson that I've learned from producers in paradise is that we simply need to implement those things that are nuggets and impactful as quickly as we can hear them because no one else is responsible for our mindset other than ourselves. 
Hopefully you can learn to detach from the outcome when you do your sales activities this week. We'll catch you next time. See ya. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes